right, everybody. This is Michael with the uh, Indecisive Podcast here with you. Today, we have a great interview with a new uh, company that we've discovered here. It's Snarky Girl Boutique. And this is Eva Horner, the owner that we're going to be interviewing today. And so, hello, Eva. Hello. Hi. How are you today? Uh, pretty good. Excellent. Well, do you mind uh, telling me a little bit about what, uh, what kind of got you doing your own business? And then tell me a little bit about your business. Okay, well, um, I have had a checkered work history. I mean, I've done a whole bunch of different range of things. Okay. And But I spent most of my time in the entertainment, or not entertainment, uh, service industry. Service industry, okay. Bartending, stuff like that. Okay. Um, at one point, I did a restroom attendant. Really? At yes. like a, uh, it, was it a, a nightclub? Yeah. Or a, really? Yeah. Okay. It was a nightclub in Plano. Cool. And it was, I mean, it was nice. I, we were there for five years. Wow. My husband did it as well. And yeah. it was super interesting. Yeah. Um, I decided I kind of wanted my nights back. Yeah, and I guess if you're going to work in a nightclub, uh, you got to be a night person, I suppose. <laughs> and I am a night person. Okay. I have major insomnia. I, oh. I'm up every night until eh, four or five in the morning, wake up at about seven. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. <laughs> about once a week, I like crash for about six hours. Sure, because it catches up with you. It Sleep does. is one thing that it you can't does. avoid. It will catch no you. Way, no. <laughs> but yeah, so I decided I wanted my nights back, but I did not want to go back in the workforce and actually work for people yeah understood and i had been doing the uh, markets but i do like just here and there every once in a while and i really liked it okay um, now these are the farmer's market now that were these just well, i didn't here. do farmer's market okay. i did more craft shows oh okay um because what started my market thing was i was actually doing glass fused jewelry glass fused jewelry yes. can you describe that a little bit so you have to do, it's a specialty type of glass. It's, you've got different, uh, it's a called COE. I don't know what that stands for, but you have okay. to have these special types of glass, different colors, patterns, whatever. You piece it together and then you put it in a kiln and it fuses together. Okay. So it heats, it heats the, yes, it the, heats the material it and, and, it mold, and, it, and it, it's in a kiln the entire time. So you just have to hope it comes out pretty. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, <laughs> Once you put it in there, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And glass, re it comes out different every time. Okay. Because glass reacts differently to different pieces, mm, okay. to different colors, certain things, certain colors react differently, but I love making it. Yeah. It just didn't go over as well as I was hoping okay. because the market was saturated. Oh, so gotcha. many people were doing it at the same time. And I decided, nope, this isn't going to get me to be able to quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just started working on other things. Okay. Um, I decided I still wanted to do jewelry, but I was going to do something different. Okay. I was going to, so I bought a cricket. Oh, yeah. Bought one of those vinyl cutter, the crickets. Yes. And my whole plan was to sit there and do the leather jewelry. And then, really? But incorporate my glass onto it. Okay. And like glue it onto the leather, leather, make, just make something different. Still using my glass fusion, but making it not what everybody else had. Okay. Now, so were you using the cricket to make the patterns to then cut out the leather, or was it actually cutting it actually the leather? It actually cuts it. Will it? Yes. I did not know that yes. it would cut leather. Yeah, it'll as long as you get it's the Explore Air Two. Okay, so which, it's a certain model. Well, anything above that. Gotcha. One. Anything okay. below it won't cut the leather. Gotcha. The Explore Air Two cuts the leather and so many other things. Yeah. It, it probably does a whole bunch of things I haven't even done. 
Sure. <laughs> so, but so I decided to do that. And then I discovered it's really a pain in the rear end to have to sit here and put all this story together. <laughs> very, very time consuming. Yeah. For sure. And people, I mean, I was selling a few pieces here and there, but yeah. not doing anything really. Um, and I kept telling myself, everybody was, everybody that had a cricket, about half of them were also doing like those, have you seen the epoxy tumblers? Okay. Yeah. Um, like the, um, the insulated yeah, carriers. Okay. Those, but with all the designs on them. And I haven't seen. Epoxy. Yeah. Okay. So I kept telling myself, I don't want to do those. Everybody does those. Yeah. And then I made one. Ah, okay. <laughs> and it immediately sold. And nice. I posted it on my Facebook. I was like, hey, look what I just did. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I posted it on my personal, not my business or anything. Right. And someone immediately was like, I want that one. And then people are like, and I want this, and I want this. And I was like, hey, let me practice a little bit first. Okay. <laughs> let me make sure I'm so doing they were, this right. So they were already giving you ideas of stuff that yes. they wanted you to create for them. That's and great. And so I started doing those more. Okay. And I started, I got a monthly booth at the Urban Flea in downtown Garland. Okay. And I was doing those and I'd been doing some hand poured candles and they were, the candles were doing really well. Okay. So then I added the tumblers into it and I sold a couple at the market, but not really much of anything. Okay. So then I also started adding in, I'd also, I'd I've always made sauces and beef jerky. Okay. Um, so that's when you say always like, like since, for personal. Okay, but since, like since you were a kid, grandma taught you, or um, you just kind of got into grandma it? Grandma did teach me how really? to cook, okay. not how to make the sauces. Okay. But she did teach me the ba the f basics of okay. cooking. And my husband's a chef, so oh, well, there he you go. helps as well. Yeah. Um, we, we come up with different things and start making it. Now, the jerky, that was trial and error. Uh, nobody taught me how to make it. But my granny's husband influenced me to make it. Okay, so you had seen him make it. He used to make it to similar? us. He used to make it for every the whole family for birthdays and Christmas. Okay, nice. And it was so good, so much better than anything you could get in a store. But we only got it twice a year. Oh right. Now was so, that because it it took him a long time to do it, or he just only did it he, twice I mean, a year just because just, that's what he did? He only made it twice. I don't know okay. why. Okay, um, just curious. I don't think he really wanted to make it anymore. Could be but that. he's tired of it. He didn't so, want to be the jerky guy anymore. <laughs> well, what started it what started me making it. Not even the two times a year. I can deal with that. Whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't like it, but whatever. And but when I got married, okay, I was thinking, okay, I'm still gonna get my bag, and he'll just get his own bag. No, mm -mm. one bag share. Split, yeah. Like, oh heck no. Unacceptable. <laughs> so I got to figure out how to make this. <laughs> okay. And it all started from there. All right. <laughs> and that was probably about mm, ten years ago. And okay. Now I have like six or seven different flavors. I usually only do like three or four at a time, okay. but I alternate them. I have a couple of core ones. They sell really well. Okay. Do you um, mind telling us what the flavors are that you have available? So my best seller is my teriyaki. Of course. Um, but it's a savory teriyaki. It's not that sticky sweet stuff yeah. that you get. Some of those and, are a little overly sweet. Yeah. So And I don't like that. Okay. And so this one's a more savory teriyaki. Good. Um, that one for my mild, that's the best seller for that. And then for my spicy, I have a Tabasco lime. Really? It is amazing, and it is delicious. 
and it goes like that. I bet. And um, the, the the Tabasco people seem to be rabid fans of yes. that product, and anything yes. it's on, they will take it. Yes. <laughs> and then I have my super hot. It's called oh. the Stinging Ghost. Stinging Ghost. All right. I Tell mean, me about the Stinging Ghost. It is scorpion pepper. And I'm, ghost pepper. Hannah, I've never even heard of a scorpion pepper. What <laughs> in the, the world is that? It's the second hottest pepper there wow. is. Wow. Okay. It's right under the Carolina Reaper. Oh, wow. I need to step my uh, pepper game up. <laughs> Habanero uh, used to be my go-to, but apparently that's 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 child's play these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Habaneros, yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. You got, it's like candy. You got scorpions it's and like ghosts and, and reapers walking around now. <laughs> I don't do reapers. Yeah. Um, a couple of the other people there have reaper stuff. Okay. Um, I just do the... It's scorpion and ghost pepper scorpion on a Tabasco base. Pepper. Okay. So... It's hot. I bet. <laughs> I need to make a challenge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need to like make a T-shirt or something with my cricket. Yeah. And say, hey, I I ate this whole bag because uh-huh. <laughs> it is hot, hot. Wow. And like I can't eat it. Okay. My husband says it's hot, and he has a cast iron stomach. Yeah. And he doesn't think anything's hot. Okay. My son, I will leave out the embarrassing parts, but he texts <laughs> me at inappropriate times, telling me how hot it is. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let your uh, we'll let your imagination go wild on that one, folks. Yeah. Now, so the teriyaki definitely sounds like my, my it, cup of tea. It's delicious. The, it's, the ghost, the scorpion scares, scares yeah, me. No, it, no thanks. That one is horrible. <laughs> it, I mean, it's good. It is really good. I'm it's sure not it is. horrible, horrible. Yeah. If you like spicy it's, stuff, I'm sure it's fantastic. I'm not one that does. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I have a certain customer base that they're like, hey, make it as hot as you possibly can. Of course. Okay, here yeah. you go. And because people who like spicy stuff, they they've they've found all the spicy things they can find and they're still not spicy enough yeah. so they need more yeah, yeah. so yeah understood um, we had a guy i had a guy come to the market yesterday it was so funny because last week is the first time he discovered the market okay he came to my my booth and he got the teriyaki jerky mm-hmm. and he w- walked around walked to the other booths it was this was last sunday he walked around to the other booths that were there then he left 30 minutes later, he pulls back up, mm. walks straight to me, and he says, that was the best jerky I've ever had. Nice. I'm going to need another bag of that, and I want the Tabasco lime, and then he also bought one of my sauces. Wow. And then started telling me, oh, you need to sell on Etsy. You need to do this. I don't want to sell on Etsy with my sauces. The shipping's too high. Yeah, it's, it's difficult and, to do that kind of stuff. And, I mean, it costs more to ship a thing than I charge for the sauce. Yeah. So... I know because I shipped one out the other day. <laughs> yeah, it's, shipping um, is definitely a big hurdle to get past and it figure is. out how to get to get to that point. Yeah, that and because I'm cottage law under right. the cottage law, I'm not supposed to ship it anyway. Yeah, um, I shipped it to a friend as a gift the other day, and it yeah. was like twelve bucks in shipping for for a bag of jerky and one sauce. Yeah, that's not. It's work. not. I'm not trying to do Etsy on that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he. Got that. Left again. Okay. An hour later, he pulls back up. Wow. And he, with two friends. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, I was telling them about your jerky. He's like, and they had to come get some and I need more. Yeah. So he bought two more bags. Wow. Another sauce, uh, one of the different ones. Then he bought, then his friends all bought, all three of them. Nice. And... 
so I was like, that's pretty cool. That I've is. never had that happen. Yeah. I watch it with Lilo Salsa all the time sure. or certain people with the people come into the market just to just go for, for that. Yeah. But nobody's done that really for me. It's ever, I've got one lady who she comes specifically for one of my sauces. Yeah. And that's a pretty good feeling. For sure it is. But, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, she shops around though afterwards because yeah. she has a couple of people that she gets stuff okay. from. This was the first time I had somebody come specifically. Specific and bring I mean, friends. Walk to my tent and yeah. then walk right back to his car. Yep. So he came by yesterday. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I was sold out of teriyaki. You got a regular. I do. Nice. And I was sold out of the teriyaki and he was like, oh man. And he's like, okay, so give me some of the, ta- the Tabasco lime. And he's like... And I need to try. He's like, "Do you have a sample of this scorpion stuff?" Oh, he. Oh, so he wasn't willing to, to, to buy like, the whole bag first. I eh? was like, I. I mean, <laughs> so I opened a bag because I had, I had plenty. Mm-hmm. So I opened a bag, and he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "My friend got it last week, and he didn't like it." I was like, "Oh, he really? He didn't like it?" He's like, "No, he he liked the flavor. He just said it was way too hot." Oh, okay. And because I had to clarify that, I don't yeah. like somebody telling me they don't like something. Oh, for sure. I warned you. Yeah. I was like, and this isn't for the faint of heart. I mean, this isn't something I want everybody to be buying. Right. I've got a very specific market of customer area of customers right. that's asked for that. And only a specific type of person is going to like it. Sure. Cause it does have really good flavor. It's got that same Tabasco lime base. Right. But it's got the heat. Okay. <laughs> now are these, uh, are these jerky strips or are they yes. nuggets? Or, okay, so they're, they're strips. strips. Okay, got it. Um, I, and they're bagged up. You get about a quarter of a pound, just under a quarter of a pound per bag. Okay. And so those are those three flavors. I also do a honey barbecue. Oh. I do a, I do a whiskey barbecue. And for that one, I do my same marinade, or I marinate it in my whiskey barbecue wing sauce. Oh, so, so the sauce... Is used it. That's fantastic. Yes. Okay. All my wing sauces are very versatile. Um, I design. They're designed to be able to. Because I know not everybody has the same obsession with wings as I do. So you obviously. I do. Uh, I have a tiny big obsession. fan of wings. And uh, so I make different sauces. So I have options. Yeah, for your wings. Sure. And um, so I've got. I do the. I, the whiskey barbecue can be also used on anything that you'd put barbecue sauce on. Yeah. Uh, the honey sriracha, which is my best seller, um, I sell cases of that every week. Yeah, I'm, I've found between the sriracha and the Tabasco guy, I don't know who's more uh, rabid fans yeah. between those two sauces. Both of well, those see, people I, have. See, I love Tabasco and I really? don't really like sriracha, yeah. but I love my wing sauce. Yeah. Because hmm. the honey that's in it, it changes it a little bit it i mean it's weirdly addictive yeah but Hmm. it also goes amazing on pulled pork i would never thought that Uh, yeah it's so good on pulled pork same with my mango habanero uh mango habanero is a good flavor yes which also goes on salmon Mm. not a big salmon but i that's interesting i hate salmon yeah i've just been told that (laughs) okay Somebody out there said it, so See, I have, it's got to be true. And my daughter is a salmon person, and she eats it on her salmon. Oh, okay. So she also dips her celery in it. <laughs> hey, and chips, because she can make anything a salsa. Yeah. <laughs> Both my kids have salsa running through their veins. Okay. So, and that's, I don't make salsa, mm-hmm. but I do this, my whole family is a big salsa, salsa and sauce person. Right. 
But so everybody that comes up to me, they're like, oh, you have salsa. Nope, I have sauce. Sauces. It's sauce, not salsa. I'm going to make a big sign that says sauce, not salsa. Salsa's down there. <laughs> sauce I may change here. my name from snarky girl to sauce, not salsa. Salsa. <laughs> <laughs> I say it so many times during the day. Right. But then I also do a hot and sweet beer mustard. Really? And it's more spreadable. It's not really a sauce. It's not a wing sauce. It's a spreadable mustard. And it is made with, I try to use a lo, um, some kind of beer, whatever is in season at okay. Intrinsic Brewing. Oh, okay. So you kind of use so them as your, I, I like as your to base. Use, I like to use different local products. and um, I love that. They There is another brewery in Garland. It's called Lakewood. That's right. But And I use one of their beers for when I make chocolate cake. Okay. Because they have their double chocolate stout. Oh, it's delicious. Yeah. But that doesn't go really well in sauce. No, probably not. It's not my wing sauces. Right. <laughs> but so intrinsic right now, the batch that I have right now is made with their faux show, which is a rice lager that has lemongrass, basil, and Thai chilies. So it enhances the mustard, the those flavors into the mustard. And there's no peppers, but it's hot. Really? It's almost like a horseradish heat. Oh. Because there's a chemical process when you mix vinegar with dry mustard powder. Hmm. It turns hot. Wow. <laughs> but it's so good. It's yeah. really good to dip like egg rolls in, spread on Sounds anything like that you would put like a Dijon style mustard on. Yeah. Um, so I do those, my sauces, and I've got some spice rubs too. But one of my newest things is... I added some keto sauces. Oh, okay. So keto friendly and keto diabetic friendly sauces. I have right now I have a honey mustard and a teriyaki. Um, I recently had to go keto uh, for my blood sugar. So I wanted to have sauces that I could have more than two tablespoons. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Without it killing me. Right. So, um, and I'm sure there's people that are in the oh, same they, situation that are, are seeking for that. Yeah. And they've become really popular. Excellent. And, and now, that teriyaki is more like a traditional teriyaki. Okay. So, it is the sticky, sweet right. that you come to associate with, like, teriyaki chicken. Right. But it is keto and diabetic yes. friendly. And so, yes. even though it does have sweet flavor to it, it's not going to kick your blood sugar up off Absolutely. the roof. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, that one is made with, it's called Swerve. It's their brown sugar. Oh, okay. So, it has, it's a zero on the glycemic index. It has, it doesn't raise your blood sugar at all. It's, so it's not considered a sugar. It's a sugar alcohol. Okay. Um. Which is really misleading, because you want alcohol with it. <laughs> I've never. I used to. I guess I ran across sugar alcohol for the first time on on chewing gum. It was sugar free chewing gum, and yeah. I was like, "What are they?" And they, it was sugar alcohol, and I was like, "What yeah, the hell?" Yeah, I'm is like, that? "Oh, so there's alcohol in this?" Yeah, that's misleading. <laughs> You're right. Very disappointing. Get, the, get that out of your mouth, kid. <laughs> I'd be like, "Give it to me." Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know that the the whole thing behind that. What makes it uh, not? Yeah, I don't either. I yeah. just go with it. Yeah, sure. So. Um, but the honey mustard is a little bit different because there's also another diabetic sweetener. It's called monk fruit. Hmm. Um, so I made a simple syrup out of it because you cannot have honey on keto at all. Really? Honey oh. between the sugars and the carbs. It's oh. like, there's like 42 grams of carbs per, yeah. I don't know how much, but it's, it's not keto friendly <laughs> at all. Okay. <clears throat> so I took the monk fruit and made a simple syrup out of it and then added bee pollen to it. Oh, okay. So you still get the benefits of the honey. Yeah. 
and the taste from it because that's where the taste comes from, but you're not getting the carbs and the sugars. Wow, that's pretty so brilliant. So the honey mustard actually is zero carb, zero sugar f- per serving, which nice. is fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> well like, done. Oh, on I that. can eat all this. Yeah, very good. So, and Jen, the keto treat lady, yes. she, she's gotten them. She's got oh, them great. Home, and she says they're really good. Good. Um, Cause and that one, like I said, I make them all to be versatile. Yeah, I like that one. I like my chicken marinated in that, but it also goes doubles as a salad dressing. Okay, and it works really good as like a vinaigrette. Nice. And so, and a lot of my customers, my customers are the ones that told me that. Right, and see, that's so. the beauty of it. As oh, as yeah. you pro- provide these products, your customers gonna are gonna basically be your lab. They're gonna experiment yeah. with things, and if they can give you that feedback, that's great. Yeah, because then you can pass it on. So. Anyway, back to uh, doing the markets. So last year, COVID hit. Yes. And I had been doing the Urban Flea down in downtown Garland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's once it's second Saturday of every month. Okay. And I was doing that. I was doing well with some of my sauces and jerky, but my candle and I was, I was doing okay with my candles. But then they have quite a few candle vendors, so she okay. asked me if I could not bring my candles since I had so many other sure. things. And I'm more than happy to do that. It wasn't, it didn't let everybody have their own. Yeah. And thing. you've got a wide enough variety of things yeah. that you can do. Yeah, that. And I, not so I was fine you. with that, but my cups and they didn't have anybody else doing cups, but mm-hmm. my cups weren't doing very well. Okay. And like I sold a couple, but eh, nothing to shake a stick at, nothing yeah. to write home about. So then I was like, look, when COVID hit, the urban flea shut down. So they didn't, they didn't know when, so was that about March, April, or do you remember when that was? They had their March one. Okay. And then, yeah, because it's the second Saturday, so it was right before we had the shutdown. Right. And then it completely shut down. Yeah. We got affected by that too. My wife and daughter, both their industries got completely shut down, so they had nothing they could do. I'm glad I found farm, the fire wheel market. Sure. Because apparent, but I didn't find it until May. Mm, okay. And I just happened to see a post on Facebook and I was like, you know what? Let me see what this is all about. Right. And that's all she wrote. I've been there ever since. Excellent. And um, I went the first weekend, did really well. Yeah. I'd already paid to do, oh, June did have their, the Urban Flea. Because okay. that's when we started opening back up again, right? Right. Before we got shut back down again, yeah. it was it was something else. Let me tell so you. So they did do their their one in June, and I had already paid for that one. So I was like, okay, let me go ahead and do it. I've yeah. already done it. Yeah. So I missed that weekend at Firewheel, hmm. but then I went back the following weekend, and I decided from that point on I was only doing Firewheel during the time in. they were open. Yeah. I do. I sold like six cups that first weekend. Nice. And I'm like. I like this. Yeah. And I, my candles were popular. My cup, I took everything. I took my cups. I took my right. candles. I took my sauces, spices, and jerky. Yeah. I was like, I know it's a farmer's market. Let me see which sells better. So hopefully I don't have to take everything and yep. then I can have an easier setup. Sure. <laughs> everything sold equal. Oh no. And then we need a bigger truck. <laughs> so that, but then I was like, okay, let me try this for a month. Yeah. See if it, stays like that or if that was just one weekend that whole month everything sold equally mm-hmm. and now one of the things that's great about that market is that it's like even tim was saying it's all every booth is unique mm-hmm. nobody has the same things right 
but we have to, if we have multiple things, we have to think what we want is our main item that right. nobody else can have. Right. Mine is tumblers. I don't care if anybody else brings sauces. They're all going to be different anyway. Sure. And I seriously doubt somebody else is going to bring a whiskey, like the right. my honey sriracha wing right. sauce. Um, or my scorpion ghost pepper jerky. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. <laughs> but, so, I mean, if somebody else comes out there selling jerky, okay, fine. We can both sell what we both have. Yeah, I mean, healthy and, competition. There's oh, nothing wrong with that. No. And he just tries to make sure nobody has the exact same things. Right. And But the tumblers and any of the other vendors that do more crafty stuff, right? he's a little more protective of. Because, like, especially the tumblers, because I do mostly custom work. I sell ones that, that are ready to sell at the market. Okay. But then I get a lot of orders for custom. Sure. So he, he, nobody else can have tumblers. Interesting. And, but other people can have candles. Other people can have sauces. Other right. people can have jerky. And I'm totally cool with that. Doesn't bother me one yeah. bit. Every other market I've gone to, there have been multiple vendors sure. of the same thing. So yeah. I'm. Not afraid of the competition. No, I, I think what they're doing or what they're attempting to do is very intriguing it to is. me. Um, by having specialized vendors, and again, I, I'm a huge fan of competition. But if you know for a fact this is the the pro, the the best one of all the ones we've got, why not showcase that one? Yeah. You know what I mean? So if yeah. they're, if this is the best cup person we got, why don't we want to just focus on yeah. her? She's got other stuff. This guy's got other stuff. He's better at sauces and he does cups, but focus on his sauces. I don't know. It's really interesting the way that he's kind of, I don't know. It's just different. Like you said, all the other ones I've seen, hell, there's six different people doing the same thing, but he's narrowing it down to yeah. a, almost like it's like you guys are making your own little shopping yeah. center kind of yeah. thing. And it's really cool. Cause one, it's very, it's, awesome for us as the vendors because we don't have we're not having to whatever take the pie we don't have to split right. it off into like a million pieces right but it's also great for the customer sure because who wants to go to a market where every other booth is the same exact thing yeah so and we've also because of how he is with us and how he brings everybody together, we've become a big family mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, it's just awesome. Yeah. And like I said, I went, I stopped, I still do the Urban Flea, mm -hmm. although it's called the Urban Market now. They okay. had to switch so they could open for COVID. Um, and a lot of our vendors do go there. I just chose to stay at Firewell right. on the second Saturday. Right. Um, I make more at Firewell. Yeah. So, but other people, they make the same. So they still, they go over there, widen their customer base. Sure. And um, I will still do that one before Firewall opens, and it's also open for like three months after Firewall closes. Okay. So, and I still do it during those. Yeah. I just don't do it while Firewall is open. Yeah. Because I I do get customers that come out to see me. I want to be there. Yeah. And like it, I like it. Yeah. A lot. It's it, I, again the I've never seen a market where. Oh, do you have this gluten-free? No, but the, that lady over there, oh. she's our gluten-free gal. Go down there. Or go to the gluten-free. Do you have any keto? No, but there's our keto gal right over there. Yeah. It's I've never seen a market that interworks with one another and cooperates oh, as yeah. well as y'all do. So the girl that's in the booth next to me 
it's really tough because mm. she sells the makes the most amazing brownies and pies and scones and we call them bougie biscuits yeah bougie biscuits, I call them bougie scones. biscuits. yeah i like that and she i mean she's got goo bars and mm. just everything is so yummy and i because i have had them before i had to go keto and now i'm right next to her and i'm just like oh but we work so well off of each other yeah. and surprisingly i'm able to talk <laughs> but normally i'm pretty quiet yeah i mean i do talk to, in person, I'm fine. Sure. When like one on one, when somebody comes into my booth, I'm fine. That like that lady, oh my goodness, she, she could talk to a fence post. She's so bubbly and person and personable and yeah. friendly, and she just and loud. <laughs> but that I mean, but it's great. That's how you're gonna get attracted and to people. It's awesome. hear you, and we yeah. work well off of each other. That's cool because she's become a good friend of mine and. She knows my whole spiel. I yeah. went to the restroom the other day and I come back and she's telling everybody all about my products. And I'm just like, sweet. I'm going to go back over to my car now. <laughs> right. You're doing a great job. 5% commission coming your way. Right. And I know all her stuff. Most right. of it. Sometimes, right. I mean, it changes some weeks. Right. She did one last, last week, not last weekend. She went there. The weekend before that, she had these churro goo bars. Those were brand new. Yeah. I was hating being keto. <laughs> I was, especially because she's eating one. <laughs> yeah. And I did get one. And let me tell you, they were fantastic. Oh. That was my favorite thing. <laughs> I took that and I took the the s'mores and I took the coconut one. Uh, and my, me and my two older sisters oh got goodness. together and, and had an activity one day. And I brought all three of those and we just loved them. But the, the churro that one churro was fantastic. Thing, and that was brand new. That was the oh, first weekend she brought so them good. out. Yeah. And... I'm just like, I hate you. Uh, I love you, but I hate you. Right. And that was worse than being across from the potato lady yesterday. <laughs> yes, I bet. And which is weird because I have a potato thing and yeah. not not usually a sweet thing, but that tells how good her stuff is. Yeah. It's I mean, it's amazing. And she uses her grandma's, her grandma and her great grandmother's wow. recipes for yeah. like different as bases for like the crusts and stuff sure. like that. Yeah. She mentioned that and to me. I thought that was fabulous. It's awesome. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. And she's just, like I said, it's so personable and fl she's fluffy. Yeah. Like, and I don't mean that in a physical way or no, anything. Yeah. She just, she's got like this bubbly personality yeah. that when she brings people over, we, we sit and laugh at everything together. So customers that are in my booth will look over and also interact with her. Right. And same when they're in hers. Very cool. And it's like that with everybody. It's nice. More so with the people that are right next to you. Sure. But now is that um, I notice sometimes the layouts different depends on how how many vendors come. Sometimes yes. you guys are straight out and sometimes um, you know, you're done in rows. Okay, so Saturdays are it's almost always done in rows. Okay. And usually there's at least thirty to forty vendors. Yeah. And we're always in the field several deep in rows. Right. Sundays, usually between 10 and 13 vendors. Okay. So that's when we line up on the curb. See. Um, the only reason why we did that on Saturday was because so many people were afraid it was Right, the rain. weather was pretty bad. Plus, if it, bad. if it was raining, that'd make it easier for the customers as yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> if any showed up. Right. Which surprisingly some... they did. We got busy on oh, Saturday. Oh yeah, you guys were very busy. I was so I stopped both days. And But yeah, that field is kind of, there's some water spots. And so yeah. if, there, if it yeah, is yeah. damp, it is kind of, 
you know, cumbersome for customers. And it was there's a big one right behind Rowdy's, which thankfully the person last weekend because that it was a huge puddle. Thankfully, the person that is normally there mm-hmm. was actually going to be out that weekend anyway. Yeah, so they were so, going to be in the swamp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, sauces, um, jerky, the cups, anything else that you guys have? Well, like I said, I also do the hand pour candles. Okay, um, tell me about the hand pour candles. I blend them. My, I blend the wax myself. I okay. Make, I make my own wax, or well, I don't make it, but I blend it myself. Okay. I use a combination of paraffin, soy, and coconut oils oh, or okay. coconut waxes. And then, so with candles or with scents, you can only add so much scent to per pound of wax before it kind of cancels it out. Oh. And it becomes not, it doesn't smell good. Hmm. And I use the maximum amount that you can use okay. so that you get that a very strong scent from the first burn to the last. There you go. Whereas like some of the bigger box places that sell them, they you know cost effective. They split their ounces of wa- of scent between more jars. Right. So Spread it out a they're bit. not as strong, mm, sure. and which is fine. Yeah. And but mine are really strong. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, how many different uh, scents do you oh, work gosh. with? Oh gosh, I just tons. Now, do you do those also in custom, or do you always only have a certain man? Okay. I can. If somebody asks me, it typically is more, I get asked more about, like, if they've already bought one before. I have this guy that comes once a month and gets, like, four different ones. He gets the same ones every time. Hmm. If I don't have them, he'll be like, oh, hey, I need that one. Yeah. Um, I had a lady come a couple of weeks ago. Asking me for one that I had back in October. Mm, okay. Um, or September, something right. like that. And she asked me if I would do it again. Yeah. Because it was pumpkin. I'm not having that one right now. Yeah. So not the season for it, sure. It's so yeah, I would do more custom like that. And sometimes I get, Oh, can I, I do can you do anything with lavender or can you do something with vanilla right. or jasmine or whatever? I don't typically do those. So you're not you don't really do the floral scents? Or just not those in particular? Not I don't do the old lady scents. <laughs> I get it. I, I, I hear um, you. If it smells like my grandma smell, smell, who did not smell bad. We love you, grandma. It doesn't but potpourri, smell bad. I grew up with potpourri, and and it was not my favorite scent either. I do. I I do not make cinnamon apple at all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. At all. I mean, I I have it. If somebody were to, I'm not going to turn down of course an not. order. Of course not. I just really hope people don't ask me for it. I don't like cinnamon apple, and you can get that literally at Seven <laughs> Eleven. I try to do more unique scents for sure, and. Like one of my top sellers right now, it's called Nectarine and Coral. Oh, really? It's just a real nice, clean. It's got a touch of citrus hmm. from the nectarines. Okay. But it's a little bit, it's just very clean. Um, that's one of my top sellers during the spring and summer months. Okay. Um, then I also have Kumquat. Really? A kumquat it scented smells amazing. candle? I don't even know how that tiny thing is that big of a scent. Like. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really either because <laughs> I've never had one. Yeah, yeah. So I've only smelled it in the fragrance. Kumquat. So I don't know 
if the actual fruit smells like that because that seems like an awful lot of work right for very minimal reward yeah because yeah. the things are like that big. yeah they're little tiny things. it's an orange skin yeah that you have to peel off on what? something that big yeah like a, it's it's like a grape with an orange orange uh, skin on it yeah it's weird it's <laughs> that just seems like too much work for sure, <laughs> that in in pomegranate, same thing. Uh, seed and pomegranate. I love pomegranates. Yeah, a lot of people do. They taste. There's good. an easy way to do it, though. Oh, YouTube is your friend. Uh, of course it is. I love me you some YouTube. Cut it open and then you tap it with a spoon. Okay, and, and they just, just fall, fall out. out. Yeah. yeah. Then you have to worry about the little seeds little that are seeds in the little gel packets. Yeah. And uh, pomegranate. Yeah. At one point, uh, one Christmas, me and my daughter like to make. It. We don't do it anymore because she's older. She's twenty now, but. Um, when she was still a teenager, a young teenager, mm-hmm. all her Christmas presents we made. Nice. Um, one year those. we decided to do pomegranate scrub. Really? How'd that go? A little messy to make? Messy and very time consuming. <laughs> but Please, it smelled time. really Please. good. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful fruit and I love the scent, but yeah, oh, it's I, such I, hard I'm work. I'm obsessed with everything yeah. pomegranate. Cool. And it's just so good. And it's very good for you. Antioxidants, chock full of all kinds of good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And I've had some health scares in the last year. Okay. So I'm all about the anything that's more healthy. Absolutely. And Absolutely. Unfortunately, I can't go on keto. I can't have much of the fruits anymore. Right. And and yes, I know for the fruits are important, but me the, losing the weight will get me off the medication completely. Sure. To where then I can add it all back in. Yeah. So. So for you, keto is more and, of to get you to a certain point and then you yes. can transition back. Yes. Okay, understood. Yes. Yeah. And just make better choices. Yeah. But let me about. tell you, I love it when Jen's there. <laughs> she's a great gal. She's great. Yeah. And her food is so good. It is. It's very good. And she's an amazing baker. Yeah. And she made the other day. We, one of the, I think Tim talked about him, the pizza guy. He did, and I haven't pizza. yet to see him yet. He hasn't been out the last couple of weekends. Um, I think he was doing something else. Yeah. Uh, Jen makes a, pizza, a keto pizza crust. Really? And she went over and asked him if he would put, if she gave him the crust, if he would make the pizza and then just put it on that crust and put it in the oven. And he did, and she shared it with me. It was so good. Was it really? <laughs> and I got to eat. Because <laughs> <laughs> so regular crust is not keto friendly. No, I did not know that. Anything that has like enriched, fl- you have to have like almond flowers or coconut okay. flowers. Okay, that makes sense. Um, and nothing. she probably told me that. But, yeah. yeah. And hers, I think, is I think it's almond, and. I, I don't know how she makes it because I haven't mastered the baking part oh, yet. Oh, yeah, I'm I sure. can do the sauces all day long and right. try to modify them to keto. Right. I cannot do it. I, bake, I just mastered baking before I got diagnosed. Okay. And before I went keto, I was like, and got me a KitchenAid for Christmas. Yeah. And then I'm like, nice. You're ready to go. What am I supposed to do with this now? Because I attempted keto cookies. Okay. How'd that turn out? They are cookie balls. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't flatten they out. They don't the... flatten. It does. <laughs> Keto flour doesn't flatten. So I wow. immediately messaged Jen. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. And she's like, oh, you have to flatten. Do you got score them? You have to put. It's like, no. <laughs> I only have to do that with those peanut butter cookies that I'm putting fork yes. marks in the top. Not she's anymore. like, no, not now. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, these are balls. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. And okay. they didn't taste horrible. Yeah. But also you have to have like... For baking, it's better if you, because they the bag says finely sifted, or finely ground. It's not really like 
regular flour. Okay. So you need to put it in the blender. So and even when you get the flour now in the bag? Now, some people are really? okay with that texture. Okay. I want it more uh, see, finely so ground. So th- when it comes out kind of the grainy, it's because yes. it's, yes, okay. And so she's like, if you don't like it like that, just put it in the blender, yeah. grind it up a little bit more. Okay. Cause and it worked? It Yeah. It, like, they tasted okay for yeah. cookie balls. Sure. And But the texture was weird. Yeah, I'm sure. And Having gone from flour to, and this was your first attempt at it? I'm yes. sure it was very weird. Yeah. Well, no, it was not my first attempt. It was okay. my first attempt at cookies. Okay. I attempted a chocolate cake, and that was not a success. <laughs> Trial and error, folks, though. This is what it is, life is all about. Like it was you got to figure it out. It yeah. just didn't taste good. Yeah. It was, I hadn't figured out the different sweeteners. Right. Um, because... You've got your swerve. You've got your erythritol. You have um, monk fruit. Yeah. And or in stevia or something like right. that. Right. I hadn't, but some are sweeter than others, and yes. some are way less. They each sweet. have a have a, a role they play. And so I hadn't haven't figured hadn't figured them out yet. Right. So I used what the recipe called for. It was not sweet at all. <laughs> <laughs> it just you? tasted like unsweet cocoa powder. Yeah. And Which is not good. No. I've had a mouthful of that, and it's not it's, good, folks. Let me no, tell you. No, not at all. <laughs> that, is, that is not Nestle Quick that you got in that, no, in that, in that container. No, it's not. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. But, yeah, so I really appreciate having her there. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's a great, she's become a great friend. I love her to death. Certainly. But I also really appreciate her food and baking skills. And she does have a bit of a, an advantage on us. She's got some culinary background, so yeah. she knows the science. So she, yeah. you know, working yeah, through yeah. those kind of things, I'm sure she had a little bit of a of an advantage to someone oh, who didn't and is trying to work it through. But yeah. that she's able, that you're able to coordinate with her and say, "Hey, I'm trying to do this, trying to do that." And she's able, she's willing to help you with that and yeah. not look at you as a competitor and say, "No, oh, I can't no, teach you what I'm doing." And when I introduced my keto sauces, yeah, I asked her first if she would mind if I sold those. Man. And That's... because see, last year she didn't bring them out this year. Yeah. Last year she did a keto barbecue sauce. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'm not trying to modify my barbecue. Yeah. My whiskey barbecue sauce. I'm doing a teriyaki and a honey mustard. Would that be okay? She's like, I don't care. She's like, I'm not even. She's like, do your barbecue sauce. I'm mm. not doing them this year. There you go. It's like okay. Some some most of us, especially those that have become, we're always there. We're regulars there. Yeah. We will go and check if, if anything can be construed as something even similar. We'll go and check and see if that person minds. And she was like, heck no. And then she came over and bought, bought some of them. Yeah. I'm not even going to attempt a baking anything. Not in, officially not the stuff of the stuff and that she's doing. She's no. doing some, some really. And, and I don't want to sell any of that anyway. I don't want to. I've got too much stuff as it is. Yes. I don't need to add more. Right. <laughs> Definitely not. I'm trying to streamline. Yeah, and that's what you should be. Yeah, for sure. And. I don't want to keep adding, and yeah. but I am wanting to learn how to do the baking. Right. See, and you said he, she has a culinary background. I do as well, okay. plus with my husband right. as, a, as chef, a chef. Sure. But that's cooking. Right. Baking, baking is a different baking science. Baking is totally different. Totally different. It is exact. Cooking is art. Yes. Baking is science and math. For sure. And, and especially if you're trying to develop a brand new recipe that's not even out there, that's yeah. going to take some yeah, trial yeah, and yeah. error and a lot of product that's going to get oh, wasted. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and whereas I'm really good at math, I suck at science. <laughs> Always have. Yeah. Don't like it. Don't want anything to do with it. For sure. And I will take, I was asking her about one of the, some recipe and she was like, oh yeah. She's like, 
Now, if you do it like that, because I'm like, I can follow a recipe no matter what. Mm-hmm. I, even baking, I can follow, if, as long as it's written down, right. I, could, I mean, I can put a fourth of a teaspoon here and a tablespoon here and a cup here, whatever. I can do that. Mm-hmm. I can read. Yeah. But I'm asking her about this. I was like, I, now I tried this chocolate cake and it turned out crap. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, okay. She's like, use this, this sweetener. But when you use this, you have to change it to this amount. Because it's not a one-to-one ratio or yeah. one-to-one uh, equality. And she's like, add an egg to it. Don't do baking soda. Add baking powder. And I'm like, baking is a science. Yeah. You can't go messing with it like this. Yeah. And she's like, yes, you can. Yeah. I'm like. Because you're trying to figure it out. I've tried <clears throat> your stuff. I'll trust you. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. But then I haven't. Oh, you still haven't. <laughs> well, I mean, again, like you said. Well, see, You've I got a group stores, of things that you're working on. Stuff I could buy. Sure. So why make it? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> it save a whole lot of trouble. For sure. Save me a whole lot. Save my it will save my marriage. Oh jeez, we definitely because I that. get frustrated. Yeah. And I do have a temper. Yeah. And I mean it's. Snarky girl. <laughs> yeah. But there you go. That says it all. I can't exactly control sometimes what comes out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But like what you were saying, you've already got plenty of different products. Yeah. Adding another one would just be no. overwhelmed right now. Oh, yeah. Now, and especially like, since I have to get a new vehicle to carry all the ones I have. Right. So, I mean, unless you were going to figure out which one of them you're going to do, do away yeah. with to bring in a new one. Yeah. At some point, if you're going to be successful in any one of these... Every entrepreneur has to decide, this is my baby. This is the one that I'm going to pour everything I got into mm-hmm. it. And now, that's different than like Lilo's. Dude, I love what yeah. they're doing. She's got 20 different oh, varieties. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's all salsas. She didn't say, oh, you know what? I think I want to do a something, something. Yeah. She's so we stuck were in her lane. we talking about this yesterday, me and Lilo's daughter. Yeah. We were talking about this yesterday. And because I've mentioned it, I mean, I've had the conversation with a couple of people. And because I've had people say, oh, well, aren't you going to sell out? No, I won't. Yeah. And they're like, well, people sell out here. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. They have one thing. Right. I will never sell out. I sell a lot of stuff. Right. Do not get me wrong. Right. I sell a lot. I do very well there. But this customer that's in my booth will buy a cup. Right. This customer will buy a candle. Yeah. This next one, they'll buy a couple of sauces, then some jerky. They're not buying everything. Sure. So I will, I have sold out of. A particular sauce. Yeah. I sell out of my honey sriracha quite frequently. And I try to make more and have more of it because it is my best-selling sauce. Right. But I will never sell out of all of them. Sure. So I always still have stuff. And I know that if I went down to one thing that I could do just like some of like Lilo's does, she doesn't sure. ever really sell out just because they bring so, so much. So much, yeah. Um, but like Finch's Barbecue, they've sold out. The numerous people have sold sure. out, and I will never do that unless yeah. I go down to one product. Right, and I know that, but I also know that all my stuff does well. Yes, and that's and the key. So I don't want. I'm not going to stop making the cups because no. I sell just as many cups out there as I do my sauces. But I also my cups. I. Sell, Um, I'm not going to stop making them because I have customers outside of the markets that I sell a lot of custom work to. And 
so if I'm still making them, I might as well still take them. Right. No, absolutely. And I ha- at the beginning of this year, I debated on getting rid of the candles. Yeah. And then I had like five customers the first opening day come and say, okay, where are they? Yeah. And we've been waiting all year, all year for Oh, it. my. And I'm like, okay, so I guess that won't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I was going to say... As far as selling out, I, that that to me that's brilliant. But then, if you do have so, if it's middle of the day, like some of these people do sell out middle of the day, mm-hmm. and then you've got the whole rest of the afternoon. If somebody does come up, they don't get your product. So I understand that the, well, the desire to want to sell, sell out, out do actually leave early. Sure, so, and that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But if you're if you're wanting to continue to sell and build customers, mm-hmm. you don't want customers coming up and, and you not be there. Yeah. You know, so I, I love where, how you're doing it and, and having a, a nice yeah. selection of things. It's perfect. Cause yeah, like Jen good. sells all her keto stuff. She sells out every single weekend. Right. She sells out typically by one, two o'clock. Right. Last year she did it. She sold everything. She sold out everything every weekend by at least two. Right. Packed up, gone. Mm-hmm. So this year she decided, you know what? And every and last year every weekend she she makes the same amount of stuff. Right. So this year she's like, you know what? I was selling out early, having to leave early every time. So she doubled it. Nice. And she still sells out by two o'clock. Right. <laughs> well, and again, it's a, it's the niche that she's in uh-huh. keto oh, and absolutely. and absolutely. diabetic friendly is narrow, and people are looking for absolutely. that, and it's going to sell. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Like Elena next to me. With all the goodies and yes. the bougie biscuits. She sells out every weekend, too. Yeah. And hers is not healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but they're There's good. just no way to say that. They're hers good, is not though. healthy Man, at all. That s'more I, oh, brownie, I couldn't eat all of it. Oh, it you was... better believe I'm going to have a cheat day one of these days on, the, on a and weekend you know just so be I the can one. have it. Yeah, absolutely. And I will probably end up in the hospital yeah. <laughs> with my blood sugar going through the roof. But... Or I can just double up on my pill that day. <laughs> Whatever works. Yep, absolutely. Um, any other products that you wanted to talk about? No. Okay. That's, all, that's it. Okay. Now, so you said um, right now the uh, the Garland uh, uh, Farmer's Market at Firewheel is the place to find you. Yes. Um, now, the second Sundays, are you still going to be doing Urban Flea or Urban Market? Uh, Not until after the Firewheel's So over. after Firewheel. So if people want to find you? Yes. Garland Farmers Garland Market at Farmer. Firewheel. Yes. That's the place Absolutely. to go. Okay. That's do you do at. anything online? Do you have any kind of an online presence or sell anything online? I do a, I do sell online. Okay. Um, I don't have a website. I just do it off my Facebook and Instagram, okay. which is the Snarky Girl Boutique. Got it. Okay. We'll um, make sure that's in the show notes. Like I said, I try not to ship the... Sure. I mean, I will ship my sauces. Yeah. I mean, if you want them, if you want to pay more sure. than what I charge for the bottle. Yeah. <laughs> but they're not shipping friendly yeah they're, no understood but is you can still there's um there's people local yeah that, that can absolutely. place orders and stuff. i deliver local all the time excellent okay so you um, do deliveries also mm-hmm. okay great yeah um i will either if you're not too terribly far i'll deliver if not we'll meet up somewhere right um i do that with a lot of my sauces my spices my and the everything yeah fantastic so okay Pretty much the only thing I don't think I've ever actually sold online is a candle. <laughs> All right. I do those because people smell them and they're like, oh, I want one. Yeah. So, so um, um, 
Do you have Instagram? Any other? You yeah. Would, yeah. Instagram go ahead and give us all. Instagram is under the same name. Okay. Um. Yeah. Go ahead and give us all your socials and where to find you. On yeah, the, on I just the have Facebook and Instagram right okay. now. I'm and work, so Facebook I am is working on a uh, website, but it's under Snarky Girl Boutique. Okay. On both of them, Facebook both and Instagram. Them. Okay. Yes. Great. And thank. They're they're linked. Okay, good. I forget to post. Yeah, well, and that's the kind of the beauty of the way I'll do one on on Instagram and it'll automatically yes. go on Facebook. I love that. <laughs> I was like, this is so much better. Oh yeah, so much easier for us folks that are trying to do this on our own. I know. Um, okay, great. Um, well, thank you so much, thank uh, you. Eva, for sharing some time with us and telling us Absolutely. about your uh, your store and your story. And this is uh, I really look forward to seeing you grow and continue thank to uh, to just succeed out there. So Thank you very much. All right. And so shout out to the Garland Farmers Market at uh, Firewheel. Of course, we love those folks out there, Tim and all the, the crew out there. Shout out to the uh, uh, it, it's the Urban Market. Yeah. Love to promote those guys too. I mean Yeah, they're they're, they're great. Um, yeah. they are sponsored by Intrinsic. Okay. So um, the 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 brewery there actually is kind of coordinates one of the sponsors it? of it. Wow, that's fantastic. Um, the coordinator of the market, yeah. her name is Kirsten. Okay. Her son is the owner of Intrinsic. I see. Okay. And he makes some pretty good beer. Yeah, pretty good barbecue, barbecue too. Barbecue. I was going to say, pretty good barbecue too. Uh, shout out Intrinsic. Give me a holler. We'll, we'll get you guys on the, on the podcast. <laughs> okay. I'm always up for some barbecue they and beer. They are actually closed today and tomorrow because they are on a filming a TV show. Wow, that's great. Called, uh, Food Paradise. Cool. On the Travel Channel. Very cool. So I saw it on my Facebook earlier. I was like, dang it. Congrats See, to that those stuff guys. I can still eat. Uh, <laughs> all right. I can't well, have his wonderful mac and cheese, but I can have the brisket. Yeah. Very so. good. All right, guys. Well, thanks a lot for uh, tuning in to the Indecisive Podcast, and we will see you next time. Cheers. This is the one and only Javi G. You can catch me on Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, anywhere else you might find podcasts. You can catch me on YouTube, Javi G channel, for all the fun updates. You can see me on TikTok, Javier Gobbledone. You can see me on IG, Beam 77 Anywhere you can think of me, I might be. Have a good one. <laughs> nice. Beautiful.